from the Wayne Sumner Studio. My recommendation is in honor of the British Bodie McBoatface. It's uh, Sonny McCarface. Broadcasting live in Boone, North Carolina on 90.5 WASU-FM. You're driving and you think you start getting hungry and you're like, oh, I have a Dunkin' Donuts app on my car. Why not I just buy 12 donuts? Around the world on iHeartRadio and WASURadio.com. It's astonishing what you've done. You managed to have a three-car pileup on a road with a speed limit of 25 miles per hour. Right in front of the police station, too. So, uh, congratulations. This is Loopy Radio. This is Loopy Radio. This is Loopy Radio. I'm Loopy. I'm Loopy, and I'm in a bad mood here on Wednesday. October 24th, 2018. Having to act like I'm uh, excited, but I'm really not. It's been a rough week. Uh, some unfortunate things have happened. Uh, but that's that's all part of the deal. You know, The, the thing is what you've got to think about, especially if you're someone like me trying to get a job in the radio world, specifically in talk radio. This applies if you're DJing as well. Is you, uh, I mean, you're going to have bad days. Days where you're not feeling good or days where you're mad about something. You know, life life goes on and you've got to, uh, you've got to cope with that. And so, you know, this is just kind of, this is a practice for me of, you know, it, being as professional as possible. I guess that's the right word, professional. For me, I, I, I call it an acting exercise. I have a big background in theater and musicals, and so I know a thing or two about uh, trying to be someone that you are not, or at least trying to trying to do something that you wouldn't normally do. There was a good quote by an actor, I forget what it was, but it was something along the lines of, you know, acting is beautiful because you can do the things you would never do, say the things you would never say, and, uh, so, you know, something like that and not get arrested. I forget what the total line was, but, you know, it, this is this is one of those days. And thankfully for the world and uh, for myself mostly, uh, I'm only on for an hour. But, uh, you know, that's the way it is. But for somebody, specifically somebody in South Carolina tonight, uh, waking up this morning a billionaire, how would you feel about that? Someone from South Carolina won the... The big jackpot in the lottery last night. I forget what the price of the ticket was. I believe it was a $2 ticket. Woke up the winner of a $1.6 billion top prize. Now, that's not the actual amount of money that you get if you win this. There are taxes, a lot of them, and uh, fees that come out. So this person actually is not a billionaire. They're close. They got about $900 million. What would you do if you won $900 million? I don't care who you are. I know what I'd do. I would be buying a big plot of land in the mountains, building a nice house on it, building a big garage and filling it with classic Mercedes and Aston Martins. And then I uh, build a racetrack and I buy a bunch of cheap Hondas. And, uh, you know, what's probably coming after that. All right. So thanks for uh, tuning in tonight. I've already burned five minutes, baby. 9.05 because I almost forgot my flash drive to record the show, which would have been a crisis because I want to hear my voice on a recording. That's what I want to do. 
Uh, so uh, we got some interesting things on tonight. What would you do if you won $900 million in the lottery? We also got advice on how to get yourself fired if you're a CEO of a big car company. And the deal with vaccines. And there's so many people out there who it's it's kind of like a hipster thing right now is to reject vaccinations. But uh, I don't know. I've got there's definitely a side of the argument that makes sense. And I'm living proof of it. And uh, but vaccines have saved so many lives and they've extended the uh, the expected uh, age range, life expectancy. Vaccines have expanded that. But there are there are provable bad things that come with vaccines. So what do you do? Do you vaccinate your child? Do you vaccinate yourself? What about these things that pop up when you're 18 years old or whatever? Some of these ones that are a little bit questionable. What do you do with that? And then you get these situations like we have right now. This isn't necessarily the same thing, but that... Uh, pediatric institution in the u.s where what like six kids have died and 12 are super sick from some viral infection you know we're talking about very similar type thing going on right now all right we'll be right back here in a second with how to get yourself fired do you have a fantastic job where you get paid millions of dollars i'll tell you how to get fired and go to jail even better We'll be right back in a second. 907 on 1024 2018. Bunch of numbers. I'm Loopy. I'm Loopy. Giving some life advice today for anyone out there with big aspirations. If you want to be a politician, then uh, you should know all this already. We're talking about how to get yourself fired or in jail or both if uh, if you have a big-time job. Now, a lot of you remember uh, a few years back the big Volkswagen diesel scandal. Basically, higher-up people at the company realized that uh, they could try to bypass some uh, fairly important regulations. And uh, make money. And uh, apparently these guys, that's all they were concerned about was making money. So they put these regulations in for themselves and decided to completely cheat the system when it came to diesel uh, emissions. So there are a lot of standards on it, especially diesels, because diesels, from my understanding, put out a lot more crap into the world than gas does. But diesels are more fuel efficient, so it's a trade-off. And so uh, they basically cheated the system. I think it was an electronic component component that was put in these cars so that the cars knew when they were being tested and the cars would keep themselves from putting out bad emissions. But the moment the cars knew they weren't being tested, they just dumped everything out into the environment. But it increased horsepower. It increased fuel efficiency. All this stuff made the cars better for the consumer because the consumer doesn't know any different. And neither did the people who were testing it. The only people that knew were the people at Volkswagen. It's a pretty big deal. And so finally, uh, you know, a long time passes. 
several Volkswagen higher-ups are put in prison. At the beginning of this month, Volkswagen Auto Group has ended its contract with Rupert Stadler. He was the CEO for Audi and Volkswagen for several months. But he was arrested in his involvement in the cover-up of diesel emission cheating that the company did. This article is from TechCrunch.com. We're crunching. That, that sounds like a place where they destroy old cell phones. TechCrunch. The article says Stadler, who began working at Audi in 1990s, that's when Audi was young, uh, is the latest executive at the parent company Volkswagen AG to be ousted in the wake of diesel emissions cheating scandal that erupted three years ago. The scandal has implicated, implicated numerous executives and several brands under VW Group, including Volkswagen, Audi, and even Porsche. The diesel emissions scandal broke in 2015 when it was revealed that Volkswagen Group's so-called clean diesel vehicles had been fitted with software designed to cheat emissions tests. I mean, it's brilliant. You market yourself for this being super clean, you, uh, when they're tested, the cars are super clean. And then when you go to sell them and when people actually drive them, the cars aren't clean anymore, but nobody knows that. And the power and the speed and all that stuff goes up. You know, it's smart. I forget how this all broke, but it, uh, someone, someone must have said something somewhere, figured out something that these cars were not doing what they were said they were doing. The article says Stadler was uh, suspended as CEO following his arrest by German authorities in June in connection with a criminal investigation into the diesel emissions cheating. Stadler is still in jail. He's still in jail. He was only suspended as CEO. And they finally fire him three years later. What if he came out two years ago? Would he still be CEO? Why did you wait three years to fire the guy? Oh, well. The article ends with Stadler joined the company's board in 2003. He was made a chairman for Audi AG four years later. In 2010, Stadler was appointed uh, to Volkswagen AG's board. So this guy was high up, making plenty of money. Uh, was uh, ultimately in charge of plenty of cheating. And now he's gotten himself plenty of jail time. Life goals, people. Life goals. But I mean, it's it's actually... This isn't like the only... What, what this reminds me of immediately is the Ford Pinto extravaganza. Those cars were designed with a big flaw. If they were hit in a certain spot, they blew up. The gas tanks would rupture, catch fire, and blow up. And Ford knew this. Ford discovered this. And they did a mathematical calculation on what costs them more. Recalling all of the Pintos and fixing them. Or paying the lawsuits that would come from people dying in Pinto car crashes. And they decided to go with pay the lawsuits of people who die in Pinto car crashes. And uh, it didn't really work out well for them because eventually once that was figured out that they made that decision and calculated it, 
they were fine a good bit more. I wonder if the high ups at Volkswagen had some sort of a meeting where they were like, you know, which which, which outcome could be worse? Which one do we not want to have happen? That is the wrong thing to press. And uh, I wonder if I wonder if any of them thought, what if we end up in jail? What if what if I don't get to have fun with my ten million dollar a year paycheck anymore because I'm in jail? Oh well. I'm Loopy. I'm Loopy. So somebody, somebody won. You guessed it. $1.6 billion last night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. They did the drawing of the, I don't, I don't know what it is, it Powerball or Mega Millions. I don't care. And they don't care either. All they care about is they won $1.6 billion. What would you do if you woke up in the morning and uh, won $1.6 billion? Well, first what would happen is you would, um, I don't know, I'd make myself waffles or something. That's what I'd do. That'd be a celebratory waffle meal. Not to mention that gluten-free waffles aren't the best things ever, and um, maple syrup hurts my stomach, so I'd have to do something else. But I would, I, yeah, I don't know. What would you do if you won $1.6 billion? Well, the reality of it is, is you didn't win $1.6 billion. You won $900 million. So, sorry for that. This this individual won uh, $900 million-ish. This person's from South Carolina. Man. I mean, I I would be so tempted to do so many dumb things immediately. And uh, the sad thing is, I've, I've read before, most people who win big amounts of money, whether that's from gambling or from the lottery, which is basically the same thing, they lose it all. Getting that kind of money, it's weird. It makes you go crazy. I think it's also kind of the same kind of idea as communist leaders. When you're all of a sudden given a ton of money or a ton of power or both, you go crazy. You don't want to give it up, but you want to get as much as you can from it. So all these communist weirdos will get nukes and start making the world freak out. I heard Kim Jong-un once broke both of his ankles because he was so fat when he stood up. That could be completely wrong, but I've heard that numerous times. Watch that be just some pop culture garbage, but whatever. It doesn't make a difference. Kim Jong-un's a crazy kook. And uh, he's finally realizing that uh, we have a president that um, doesn't give a crap about his crazy kookness. But think about it. We're all decent people, right? Right? Are we decent until we get $900 million from the lottery? This person from South Carolina is probably a great person, right? Probably. 
along with all the other people who've won a ton of money or have been given a ton of power, and then all of a sudden they lose it all or they freak out. It, it's, a weir- it's a weird thing to think about. What would you do if you won $900 million? I'll tell you what I would do. I would buy a bunch of classic cars and stare at them f- for a long time. Me and my single self, which continually confirms itself, uh, I would just buy a bunch of cars and I would um, act like they're my friends because I have no friends. That's why I'm getting into talk radio. So I can act like I have friends. Thank you for listening, by the way. $900 million. Well, there's... In other in other news, this is actually more local. One of the lottery-ish type things that I like to pay attention to, especially since working with WBT in Charlotte this summer, is the St. Jude raffle, the St. Jude Dream Home raffle. I think it's only for North Carolinians. I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like this in every state. But basically, there are numerous prizes from this. I think a ticket... For this raffle, it was like $200 or something like that. It's a fundraiser for the St. Jude Children's Hospitals. And what you have to love about these hospitals is that the families, its a, first of all, it's a children's hospital, specifically a lot for cancer research, and they actually do a lot of groundbreaking stuff. And the best part is that the parents, never, the families never pay a dime, whether that's for treatment or for the kid being at the hospital, doesn't matter how long. Kids at the hospital, family plays nothing. Family wants to go visit the kid. St. Jude, the, the organization will pay for the family's transportation. They'll pay for the uh, lodging, the housing. They'll pay for all of the food. And I bet they pay for a little bit of extra. It's a fantastic you know, organization, and... Obviously, that's not financially sustainable if it's a company. They receive a lot of donations. And so this kind of a raffle is a way for them to, you know, obviously bring in the resources it takes to do this great stuff. So it's no wonder that a ton of people would pay $200 for a ticket for a raffle. You know, they're not doing it to say like, oh, I really want to win. They're saying, I want to help these people out. And this is a way to get people who wouldn't normally just donate money because you've got potential prizes involved so we'll hit on who won in a second and yeah this is actually fairly local news the winner can't uh get this signal on fm but they're close they're close it's pretty cool it's fairly exciting and guess what they're not going to use what they won i'll be right back i'm loopy $900 million. See, I've decided what I would do first. I wouldn't make waffles. I would uh, go to the Mercedes dealership and buy myself a car. It's exactly what I'd do. And then I'd drive to the supermarket and buy myself some waffles. But somebody fairly local is the uh, winner 
of the St. Jude Dream Home Raffle. So I know a good bit about this. This feels, I can't say it's like a personal thing because I have literally nothing to do with it. And I don't have $200 to spend on a raffle, sadly. I don't even have $200 to spend on fixing the back right door of my car, which was T-boned in a parking lot without anyone leaving a note. So that's exciting. I don't have any money, so I can't help with that. But I can uh, help uh, give some publicity for it, so I'll do that. And it's already over. You'll have to wait till next year. Yeah. But the uh, the winner of the grand prize, there are multiple prizes, the St. Jude Dream Home Raffle, is someone from West Jefferson, just down the road. West Jefferson's Lucy Miller has won the St. Jude Dream Home Raffle. She obviously didn't buy it and hope for the huge payout. She did it to help a good cause. She wanted to donate to St. Jude, but she gets a house. Now, I know I know a good bit about this because I interned at WBT, which is a radio station down in Charlotte, which is also in the same building, confusingly, as WBTV, a TV station. The biggest TV station in Charlotte, WBTV, the biggest talk radio station in Charlotte, WBT. They used to be the same company. Now they're not, but they're in the same building. And there are no doors that separate the hallways between the two companies. So you think it's the same, but it's not. It's very confusing. WBTV has kind of been like the group that helps publicize this whole thing a lot. WBTV is kind of like a big sponsor of it. And so yeah, I feel kind of personal about it. John Carter went to App State. He is a morning news anchor at WBTV. And uh, he obviously knows a ton about it. You know, because he would talk about it all the time. According to WBTV, this article is from Watauga Democrat. No, it's not. It's from AshPostandTimes.com. I found it on the Watauga Democrat. It says, according to WBTV, there were a total of 13,000 tickets sold. Now, if you want to get big into uh, which lottery should I pick, uh, obviously $2 for the $1.6 billion um, is a cheaper investment than $200. For the house, but two hundred dollars goes to a fantastic cause. The uh, two dollar uh, ticket for the one point six billion dollar grand prize, you had like a one in nothing chance of winning, as opposed to this thirteen thousand tickets sold. Well, you have a one in thirteen thousand chance of winning, which is not good odds, but that's much better than uh, one in a one bajillion. And you support a great cause. The winners were announced on air on WBTV on Thursday, October 11th. Miller didn't watch her name get called. She only found out when friends and family and WBTV called to tell her. That's kind of special. Miller says she received a call from St. Jude congratulating and thanking her the next morning. Miller said, our children, they just can't believe it. Our son, he went online. And then he said he believed it. Of course, he, uh, he also said he's going to start playing the lottery now. So, you know, when I say, when I say people who win the lottery uh, lose their money, or people in gambling who win a few games lose their money, it's because they, they form a gambling addiction. <laughs> yeah. I hope uh, he's kind of joking when he says he's going to start playing the lottery now. I hope he doesn't get uh, too fond of that. There were other prizes available. One included a uh, free trip to the Caribbean. 
Another one was a $10,000 furniture shopping spree. Now, wouldn't that be fun? Man, I get myself some leather couches. I get myself $10,000 worth of leather couches. Just fill my house with leather couches. I don't, I don't care what you think. It's like, ah, I sat on this couch yesterday. I'll go to the other one. Six months into it, which couch have I not used yet? One of these I haven't used. Dang it. I've used one a day, and I can't figure out which one I haven't used. $10,000 furniture shopping spree. Another prize was Carolina Panthers tickets. Another one, $20,000 to the dream car of the winner's choice. I mean, I, my dream car isn't $20,000. It's, it's $20,000 toward the dream car of the winner's choice. The, uh, the headliner, though, is always the house, which is in a suburb of Charlotte, I believe, like Mint Hill or something like that. The new house is valued at $475,000. Brand new house on a good-looking piece of property. It's a good-looking house, too. I've seen photos of it, and uh, yeah. Looks like a decent place to live. According to the article, uh, Miller does not plan on moving into that house. She doesn't. But, the article says, uh, her kids do live in Charlotte. So uh, you might be able to see what's uh, about to come for that. Thank you, Mom, for buying a $200 uh, ticket. I really appreciate that. All right, I got a, uh, a good little song coming up here. I should have never said that because the recording of this isn't going to have the song. So if, you record, if you're listening to this unrecorded, ha-ha, you don't get a song, you get my voice again. I'm sorry. I'm Loopy. I'm Loopy. I finally have news from Britain. This was published by The Telegraph. So they're talking about, this is specifically uh, an article about Europe's situation, but it's, you know, it's very similar. These topics are very similar to the situation in the U.S. We're talking about uh, vaccines. I know a lot of people who are skeptical about vaccines. It's kind of like a hipster thing right now. It's like, no, I'm not going to vaccinate my kids. You know, it causes diseases and stuff. And you ask them what, and they don't know. They don't know what they're talking about. And, but, uh, you know, it's kind of like a pot. I don't know. I feel like maybe it's part of like an internet revolution type thing where it's just something goes viral, you know, on the internet. <laughs> nice pun. Uh, you know, just not just videos go viral. You know, articles and thoughts go viral. And just kind of spreads. And uh, I feel like there's music in the background. I can't figure that out. It's been going on the entire show and it's been making me annoyed. Anyway, uh, you know, these ideas kind of spread. And, and one of the popular ones right now is being anti-vaccine. Specifically, it's in the uh, millennial category of being anti-vaccine, which millennials are the ones typically having children these days. So that, well, that means there's a lot of babies right now are not being vaccinated. And uh, in many ways, it's it's returning the U.S. to medically how it was back in like 1890 
when a baby's first born. I mean, you're you're literally making them susceptible to a ton of diseases that are basically non-existent anymore. And there and the, these strains that will give you that disease still exist. They're all over the place. The vaccines keep us from getting them. And if you don't vaccinate your kid, those things that give you these diseases are going to give your kid that disease. That's just the way it works. If you eradicate a disease from the whole planet, it takes a lot more than vaccinating people for 100 years. You know, you got to, like, really manage the situation. And uh, a lot of young parents right now are not um, dealing with this properly. From the Telegraph. This was published. What day is it today? This was published yesterday, about uh, 26 hours ago. From the Telegraph, it says young people are more skeptical of vaccinations than older generations. Makes sense. With faith in the flu jab particularly low, so the, the, uh, the flu shot, a European Commission report has found. They're saying it's because of misguided perceptions that diseases like the flu are not serious. The flu can kill people. But I think a lot of a lot of people who were kids who got flu shots and stuff who are now having kids are like, I never got the flu. Or they're like, I got the flu, but I used Tamiflu and you know, I was better in a week. Well, good for you. There are quite a few people every year who die from the flu. And uh, just because you didn't doesn't mean uh, you're invincible. Mr. I'm 28 years old and I have a six-year-old BMW because I'm a big shot. And there are a lot of, this article says there are a lot of health myths on social media, which uh, creates a rapid spread of bad ideas. Those are the thoughts that are driving this complacency and skepticism of vaccines. Here's some stats. People aged 18 to 24 are 28% less likely than people over 65 years old to agree that vaccinations are safe. That's a weird stat. Okay. If you are 65 years old, there's a chance that you think that vaccines aren't safe. If you're 18 to 24, you're 28% more likely to think that vaccinations are not safe. Those aged between 25 and 34 millennials are 39% less likely. So we're talking about getting close to 50% of 25 to 34-year-olds are skeptical about all types of vaccinations, including flu shots. Within the EU, this is a, the Telegraph is British, so within the European Union, 12 countries have seen a decrease in MMR vaccinations since 2010, contributing uh, to the largest measles outbreak in seven years. That happened in 2017. When cases of, on the continent of measles, in that seven-year period, cases of measles on the continent of Europe quadrupled. Quadrupled. Because they had the biggest decrease in the appropriate vaccination for the measles. The case is quadrupled. And now I'm I'm sitting here behind the mic, quite possibly, directly, because of vaccinations that were given that shouldn't have been. 
It's not proven. I haven't been able to get it proven. It's very difficult. When your body's broken, it's very difficult to point anything at something. But even though, you know, getting these essential things, like for the measles, I think it's a valid point to say, yes, get vaccinated for the measles and hepatitis B or whatever it is, all these ones that they give you when you're a baby. Absolutely. Get the ones when you're a toddler. Yeah. You know, I'm very skeptical of doctors. I've earned the right to be. But there there are several things. There are quite a few things that basically all doctors agree on and they have agreed on for the past 50 years that are just 100 percent. I don't know what the word would be. Reliable. 100 percent expected. It's what you should do. And uh, just because something is going around on BuzzFeed doesn't mean that uh, you should screw over your child's life. I'll get a little more specific into what I'm talking about when we come back. We're almost done already for crying out loud. It's 9.50 and 50 seconds. Here from the Beasley Media Complex in Boone, North Carolina. And I'm Luke Big. College Talk Radio. Loopy, without banned substances. I'm Loopy. And I absolutely hate this intro song. I don't know why I still have it. I need to get rid of it. It's like the snare drum sounds like it's cracked in like 500 places. See, this part's better. It's the beginnings. It's terrible. But whatever. So we're talking about vaccines and vaccinating your, your children's. And um, I don't know, I I have some serious thoughts about it. But in general, yes, you need to vaccinate your kids. You need to. Um, Most people aren't screwed up like me, and so they can take them. But what you should also do before you vaccinate the bejeebies out of your kids is um, get a few blood tests done. I forget what the specific thing is that I have, but I have a, a genetic mutation that uh, makes getting vaccinations extremely painful and uh, dangerous long-term. I remember the uh, the last vaccination I got was in high school, and um, it was not fun. Like, I'm not talking about, oh, I don't like needles, I, you know, it's not fun, I don't want to get vaccinated. No, I'm talking about, like, months after. It was painful. And, uh, you know, chances are long term that screwed me up a little bit more than I already am. And uh, that's just one piece to the puzzle that brought me to radio. One little piece. I already uh, told you a good bit about that uh, situation last week. But, you know, we all we all want. I'm, I'm talking about this like I have a kid, but I obviously don't. Uh, as the most single man in the world, I do not. Uh, it's just not possible. So I, we all want our kids, you know, to to have the best lives possible, right? You don't want your kid to get the measles, right? No, you, you know. You, but you also don't want them to get whatever side effects BuzzFeed is saying your kids get from vaccines. You know, we don't we don't want that. My phone app is telling me that we don't want it. So I, what I'd what I'd say is is yes. Continue to be careful. 
Being careful is fine. But don't make it cause you to do something stupid. It, you know, there's a difference between being careful and being ignorant. And I think a lot of these things these days uh, are causing people to be ignorant, not careful. Because what they're doing is they're causing you to believe something that's just not true. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is that it may be possible that vaccines are doing some things to people. It's not anywhere close to being proven. But it's also possible that some people like me were literally built to not take vaccines. Because unfortunately, vaccines are a lot more than just the strains uh, of the disease that cause your body to build an immune system toward it. They're made of other things, too. And uh, some people, some people's bodies can't take those things. It's like an allergy, kind of. I can't eat gluten. I have an allergy to that. It's kind of similar. I'm, I'm kind of allergic to vaccines. Uh, it's rare, but it's the truth. You know, you'll, you'll always find these outliers. I'm an outlier. Don't cause an outlier to give your kid the measles because you didn't give them a vaccine. You know? We just got to be smart. We got to be smart. I'll leave you with one, with one last question for the week. This will, you can ponder over this for a week. I'll post this on Facebook right now after the show. If you won the $900 million lottery, what would you do? Would you buy a ton of stuff? Would you save it? Would you invest it? Would you uh, give it to people? There's a thought. There's several people that pop into my head right now. If I won $900 million, I'd give them a million bucks. You know what the heck? I can, you know, five people pop into my head. I can live off of $895 million knowing that five of my friends are millionaires. I'm fine with that. I'm thinking about Boone specifically. I'd buy a bunch of, uh, I'd buy a bunch of houses and sell them to, and uh, rent them out to students. I'd do that. I'd camp up here for the rest of my life. It's a beautiful place to be. What's there not to like about it? Another week has flown by. People, it is, especially if you're a student, what is this, week 11 or 12 of the semester? I think it's 11. And technically, the semester is only 16 weeks, but uh, we still have Thanksgiving break in there and exams. So we've really only got about four weeks left. I'll be back next week. I'm Loopy.